In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus speaks of the blessing that awaits those who live their lives in a certain way as he continues his lesson on the characteristics of the disciples. It is no surprise that after speaking on the pure in heart, that he now focuses on his attention on those who work for peace. In other words, peacemakers. It is only those who daily conquer sin in their own lives who work to bring peace to the civil war in their own hearts that are ready to help others fight this battle as well. So we come to the seventh beatitude. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. But the question I want to I want to answer today is what does Jesus mean by those who work for peace? Peace or shalom was a common Jewish greeting. It meant more than the absence of conflict. It expressed a desire that the one greeted will have all that the righteousness and the goodness of God can give. The deepest meaning of the term is God's highest good for you or God's highest good to you. In addition, it must be noted that Jesus doesn't say that God blesses those who love peace, but God blesses those who work for peace. Everybody loves the concept of peace, but very few are willing to be active in creating it. And take, for example, the war between Russia and Ukraine. Everybody is actually crying out for peace, calling out for peace, but it's not just loving peace that makes you a peacemaker. It's about working for peace. It is impossible to have peace without God's righteousness. Peace without righteousness is just a trance with sin. The pursuit of true peace often results in trouble. Christ said in Matthew chapter 10 verse 34, Don't imagine that I I came to bring peace to the earth. I came not to bring peace, but a sword. Christ, the Prince of Peace, realized that to have true peace, there must at times be conflict. I believe this is why Kent Hodge once said, Quote, peacemakers are sometimes troublemakers for the sake of peace. Close quote. Christ died to reconcile God and people, and people with one another. Often a peacemaker is somebody who comes between two warring parties and takes the blow from each side in order to create peace. This can only happen with a new heart. So, what does it look like for us to be peacemakers? I'll give you two. Two images of peacemakers. Number one, peacemakers seek to reconcile people with God. The scriptural basis for this is from 2 Corinthians 5, verse 18 to 21. God is a holy God and therefore cannot have a relationship with sinful people. Therefore, all people are under the wrath of God because of our sins. The gospel message is, is the truth that Christ bore God's wrath on the cross for our sins. So, 
so we can have a right relationship with God. Those who work for peace are those who devote their lives to sharing this gospel message. Because they have experienced it, they share it with others, hoping to reconcile people with God. So the question for you is, are you sharing the gospel message? This is what peacemakers do. Number two, peacemakers seek to reconcile people. Achieving peace requires taking action to promote harmony. The Bible teaches us that to bring about peace, we must engage in action that fosters future harmony. The ultimate example of taking action to cultivate future harmony is God's plan to reconcile the human race to himself by sending down his son to serve as the final sacrifice for our sins. Likewise, the Greek word in Matthew chapter 5 verse 9 is a word used to describe someone who actively proclaimed God's word to reconcile the listener with the Lord. In both examples, we see that peacemaking entails taking some action to unite parties that had once been in at all. As followers of Jesus Christ, the Bible instructs us to work at living in peace with everyone. Peacemakers must live in peace themselves by doing things such as honing others above themselves, sharing with those in need, rejoicing with those who rejoice, mourning with those who mourn, and consistently turning away from evil and doing good. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 1 to 11, when believers were sung with one with one another before unbelievers, Paul called for the church to appoint wise men in the con- congregation to judge the dispute. He also counseled them to accept being wronged, even as Christ taught us to turn the other cheek for the sake of unity. Satan is the divider, but Christ is the reconciler. Therefore, Christians aid Christ in this reconciliation mission. This means listening to others, exposing points of commonality, bringing the word of God to bear upon the situation, and leading people towards a resolution and reconciliation. Now, the question is, before I close today's episode, the question is, why are those who work for peace the children of God? It is a blessing to be called God's child. God's divine nature is that is that of reconciliation. So to work for peace between God and people and between people with others is to have the nature of God dwelling within your heart. John MacOtton once wrote, quote, Peacemaking is a hallmark of God's children. A person who is not a peacemaker, neither is not a Christian, or is a disobedient Christian. The person who is continually disruptive, divisive, and quarrelsome has good reason to doubt his relationship to God altogether. God's son, that is, all of his children, both male and female, are peacemakers. 
only God determines who his children are and he has determined that they are the humble, the pertinent over sin, the gentle, the seekers of righteousness, the merciful, the pure in heart, and the peacemakers. Close quotes. So, the hallmark of being a child of God is not simply going to church if such thing exists because we don't go to church. We are the church. It's not about simply reading the Bible or praying prayers. It's about making peace between people and God and people between people. So today I challenge you, I call you, one portrait of a true Christian is that we walk for peace. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Pilgrim Podcast. If you find it helpful, we encourage you to subscribe to the podcast or search our growing archive for more episodes. Join me next time as we journey through scripture, exploring the Christian life and what it practically means to live as a pilgrim in this world.